Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, my guest is a singer-songwriter who released an EP in 2012 and is working on his first full-length solo album. There is a video on YouTube of my guest performing the title track from the EP. This year, he is also releasing his second album with the French-Swedish band Coexistence. My guest is also a musical theater performer and just came back from a European tour with the official production of Jesus Christ Superstar. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Lost in Wonder. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Carl Lindquist. Hello. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Great, Carl. So great to have you here. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks. I'm very, uh, my pleasure. It's nice to uh, have a little chat with you. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we do have a standard first question for every guest each week, which is to start off by asking you to tell the listeners about the song that was just playing. And unfortunately, I was talking over most of it. So talk about Lost in Wonder, if you would, please. Yes, of course. Um, Lost in Wonder is um, the first song on my solo EP I released in uh, 2012, uh, End of a Road. And um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, so it's the opening track of this, this EP, and um, it's a song that I've been... Uh, well, usually when we had concerts, is always the opening number uh, <laughs> when I'm playing. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Well, because I was talking over it so much, just tell the listeners what that song is about. They probably were not able to really hear the lyrics because of my intro. Yeah, of course. Um, the song I wrote that song um, during. Uh, well, quite basically, you know that kind of feeling when you're. Uh, um, you're feeling lost in in whatever you do, but I like you know can be lost in in uh, in life. What you're you know kind of looking for something, and you're finding a new uh, path in life, you're finding a new job, or uh, maybe you've just gone you know through a relationship breakup, or um, and and you're kind of feeling lost in a way. So I just um, I think we all have experienced that as well, um, and I wanted to write a song about that as well. So uh, that's pretty much uh, <laughs> the topic of the the song. <laughs> okay, and as. Listeners, for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, of course, thank you very much. But as you've heard me say many times, that is incentive for you to go out and track down that song of Carl's so that you can hear it uninterrupted without me talking over it. And now you can put the description that he just gave to the message when you hear him perform it. So, Carl, let's just set a little background first here. I said that you were joining us on this episode from London but in fact, you're originally from Stockholm. So yes. give the <laughs> listeners the backstory on Carl Lindquist. What triggered your having moved to London at some point in your life? When was it? Why did you do it? Uh, a little bit about your upbringing in Stockholm, that type of thing. 
Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I'm born and raised in Stockholm, Sweden, and um, I moved to London um, uh, three years ago now. Uh, mostly just because I'm, uh, you know, as I'm, I am always been a big passion for musical theater as well. So that that was one of the biggest reasons why I moved to London in the first place was to pursue a dream in musical theater. Um, so um, that kind of came about. Yeah, it's, it's three years ago now, and and after also being very active in in Stockholm and working on my my pop solo pop uh, rock career over there and and playing a lot and touring and playing uh, but then I, I felt also I wanted to kind of um, you know go somewhere a bit more abroad and, and London was of course something that I've always been uh, I've been actually always you know wanted to go to London and, and, and live here for a while so uh, and then I yeah so I moved in 2013 and um, then I attended this um, uh, this drama school the American Musical Theatre Academy for a year um, and then I graduated and then I've been working ever since so I'm going back and forth all the time from Stockholm in London um, and now just now today I'm, I'm here in London. <laughs> The American Musical Theater, but you said uh, that that is that's actually located in London. The American Musical Theater Company. Yes, it is actually. <laughs> Ironically, um, uh, yeah, the principal, uh, Kenneth Ever Clark, he is actually from Canada, um, but he is yeah. So the, it's uh, the approach on that school is a very it's uh, kind of both fifty percent Broadway and fifty percent West End. Um, so yeah, it's called the American Musical Theater Academy, uh, which works well in a way for me as well since. Uh, I'm coming, you know, from Sweden as well, and and um, so yeah, it was a one year a one year course, but it, it's actually a it's actually a two year course, but everything is put on one year, so it's a very intensive wow. uh, theater course. Wow, yeah, I'll bet. I'm I'm sitting here with a bit of a snicker on my face because you said you referred to somebody uh, being from Canada, and so I'm laughing about the fact that the American uh, musical theater company is is based in London, even though it has American yeah. in its name, and now you're talking yeah. about someone that's from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also he's been working quite a lot in New York and and around the U.S as well so and then he moved here to, to london as well to start this um to, to start this uh, american musical theater academy so yeah <laughs> well you see when you started to to talk about the impetus for your move from stockholm to london it it conjured up images for me and and i'm sure many of the american listeners or or just many of the listeners of the show who've heard me talk a lot about people that over here up and moved to nashville to pursue their music career. Now, everyone in the States knows that the three big areas for music, if you're going to go somewhere for it, is is Nashville, L.A., or New York. And when you talked about moving to London, you you said it mostly in the sense of musical theater. And I think in the United States, people say, well, if I'm going to pursue musical theater, I'm going to go to New York, which, of course, I just mentioned New York as one of the three cities for music. So you could go there and do both. But but Carl, yeah. where where in Europe are are where, where do people look upon as as kind of the if you're going to move somewhere for music is it London is it is it London is like New York you move there Bruce both for music and for yeah. musical theater or are there London and maybe one or two other places. Yeah, oh, no, you're right about that because um, that's also one of the reasons why I also, of course, uh, to pursue my dream musical theater. But I also moved here to London because, uh, you know, the music scene itself is it's quite it's quite big here in London. And, and you know, and and uh, what I love about London is that usually like when, as for me, coming from Sweden and, and Stockholm and London is usually the kind of place, the big place in Europe that everybody wants to go to um, or even go to New York. Cause some some people, you know, go all, all over there. But um, but for me, I felt London is because I could just, you know, I could pursue my, my dream musical theater but also i could also uh expand my you know to to probably meet other musicians over in london which i've I've done as well so you know working with other songwriters here in london now as well so i think it was it was kind of a, that was also of course inspired me to move to move, move to london to, for the, in the first place um 
and uh, like you said as well i think it's it's really cool with like london or new york as well because you can you can get both from, from the both worlds you know you have if you're like me I'm, I'm a big passion for musical theater yeah i can get the hero in london but then also the music scene itself is very big so uh of course that's that was one of the biggest reasons of course when i uh, because i moved to london so because I'm a very detail-oriented person, just clarify one more detail for me. So we hear a lot, especially on this show, there's there's stories of people who just up and move to Nashville and they don't know anybody there. They don't, they're just going there to pursue music and they don't even have anything lined up. They're just showing up in Nashville and saying, here I go. So did you know anybody at all in London or did you just up and move there and say, oh, well, here I go? Yeah, pretty much. Actually, I didn't know anyone. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I was yeah, I was accepted to the to the to, the, to my musical theater school, and, and that was pretty much it. And then I was like, well, let's do it. Uh, let's give it a try. <laughs> so I said goodbye to Sweden and my friends, and I and I moved to London. Pretty much. <laughs> were you were you nervous? Uh, yeah, a little bit, of course, because it's. I mean, London is, is um, you know it's you know a very big city as well. And uh, but I've always been since coming from Stockholm because Stockholm is is the biggest you know city in, in Stockholm as well. So I always you know I always love a, a, you know a big city and then the pulse and everything around it. And um, but yeah, definitely I, I was a bit nervous at first. But then um, I can you know I I settled quite you know quite fast though, and I. I just enjoyed my time coming there, and it was a new place, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of excitement and meeting new people, uh, which I love, you know. And um, but yeah, yeah, but it was uh, <laughs> it was a big step for me, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm very glad now that I did it as well because uh, you know I'm I would have um, I would have regretted myself. I would have been you know very sad if I didn't go the first. I mean, the first time I when I said to myself, I'm going to go now. So I yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> well, and I was going to ask you, I, I don't know if. And, and listeners, Carl and I are just meeting each other for the first time, so I don't know if you're an extrovert or if you're an introvert, and I do wonder what advice you have for people who are going to up and make a big move like that, especially if they are introverted, where, look, you need to come out of your shell, I imagine, and, and start yeah. talking to people and start meeting people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I, I always been, um, I love meeting new people, you know, and, and, uh, and socializing and everything. And, but I think for me, it's also because I, I've had, I'm a man of, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, I always had a lot of dreams and everything. And, and, and one big dream of mine was to actually move to London and, and, mm. uh, you know, to, to move in the first place. Uh, okay. uh, but you, of course you need to be, you know, you need to be, um, you know, securing yourself and you kind of like, if you really want to, you know, pursue a dream, um, you, you know, I think you just got to go for it. I always been like that ever since I was very young <laughs> back because <laughs> back in the days as well, I play basketball as well. So I come from that kind of with having the sports and, uh, you know, I love to challenge myself and everything. And, um, so yeah. <laughs> well, a few weeks ago on this show, episode 116, the guest was Chris James from the British pop trio, the scheme. And back on episode 98, we had singer songwriter Luke Potter from London on this show. Chris James talked about his group working with some folks in Germany, and Luke Potter talked about doing some writing in Sweden. Carl, is it is it just the technology that's available nowadays, or is there just such a spirit of collaboration in Europe that you and these others that I'm mentioning are all venturing out so much to work with other people in other countries over there? Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, I, I um, like with for myself as well, since, uh, you know, I, I, I love to, you know, collaborate with people around the world if I can, you know, I think that's, that's something, uh, you know, I mean, then of course, some, some people, like as a, some friends of mine back in Sweden, they stayed in Sweden and they're working over there. But uh, for me, it was just kind of like, a, you know, a, a challenge in a way to move to, move to London and meet new people. And I, and I, you know, I just find it very exciting, you know, so I think, um, 
and I think nowadays as well, like 2016, I think it's getting more and more, you know, common for people to, to travel around the world and, and meet other songwriters. Um, and, uh, and I, and I always find it very, you know, exciting. So, so, I mean, I, I always loved it as well. So, well, I like that, that you're doing that. And more so, I like that you mentioned earlier on that you are going back and forth between London and Sweden, because that tells me that you're making sure to maintain all your contacts and to make maintain enough of a quote unquote regular presence in Sweden so that you can kind of come and go from Sweden as you please. And, and people in Stockholm won't forget who you are and, and there will be these opportunities for you. Am I, am I making the right assumptions that, that this is what's taking place for you? Yes, yes, exactly. You're, you're right about that because, uh, and, and, and for me now I've, I've kind of, um, you know, when I started out in this business back in Sweden, I, I, I knew already, you know, from quite because I when I attended my another school, a music school, I attended Kulturama back in Stockholm um, a few years ago. Uh, one of the teachers told me as well, like having good contacts in this business, that's everything. <laughs> and he's uh, and I can really I can I understand it even more now when I moved to London a few years ago. That's having good contacts everywhere um, will will help you very much. And um, and that's why also I want to have, like you said as well, I want to have that. Uh, you know, coming back here to London and, and staying in contact with all my contacts over here and then going back to Sweden and everything. And I think that's very important nowadays as well. Yeah, the open door, it reminds me of, gosh, all the way back on the on the second episode ever of this show, Alyssa JC. Uh, she was later on a second time in the show, but she's based in Nashville and, and I still see her on social media that she goes back and forth between Nashville and San Diego and she always has places that she can perform when she goes home to San Diego because that's where she's from. Yeah. And so by maintaining those as as you're doing, Carl, with with London and with Stockholm, people don't turn away, you know, and say, Oh, now he wants to know us. Now he's coming home to Stockholm and now he wants to play here. I don't know, for some reason it reminds me on episode ninety four, Barbara Kiss, she's a singer songwriter in Budapest, Hungary. She was saying that that she's really met with a lot of resistance in in her home area in, in Budapest because of the type of music that she's doing. But I don't know what I'm basing this on. But to me, Stockholm seems like a place that's probably a lot more advanced and a lot more diverse and open to various types of various genres of music. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you're right about that as well. Because um, and also we have some some amazing songwriters coming from Sweden as well. And I think uh, Sweden Sweden has always had that reputation of of producing great songwriters and great artists. Um, and, um, but like in Stockholm, it's, it's a big town as well. And, and, and there is, there is, there's, you know, a place for, for all kinds of music, uh, which is great. And the same thing I feel here in London as well. Um, and, and it reminds me very much of, you know, in Stockholm and everything. So that's why I think I enjoy so much being here as well and working. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, we definitely want to talk about your new music, but just one more question on the topic of traveling around Europe, because I had mentioned in the intro of this episode that you are also an actor and that you just came back from a European tour of the official production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Can you tell us about that? And and, and also, is there any opportunity during that to work on your own solo material or, or do the demands of that production eliminate the possibility of working on Carl Lindquist, singer songwriter, who's trying to get a new album out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's 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 always uh, you know this is the kind of um, you know um, I because I, I, I love you know love working as an actor as well, and I, I love musical theater, and and uh, of course coming back and then well touring with uh, G Square Superstar has always been a 
is always always been on my bucket list actually because mm. it's one of my favorite favorite shows as well. And nice. and uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, you know, because um, and this this happened as well because I had another acting job just before uh, last Christmas actually when I was touring in the musical uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I was touring mm. for two and two and a half months here in the UK. Wow. And at the time, I was working on on my album as well, my solo album. Um, and new songs and everything and of course you kind of get um, when you get a job like that you hit the road and everything but you know I, at, at some places I had my guitar with me so I could still be in the hotel and you know working on some new material and writing lyrics and and everything and the same was here for when we were touring Europe I unfortunately I didn't have my guitar with me <laughs> which I was a bit sad about but uh I was sitting down writing a lot of lyrics and and planning and I, I think you, you can still be productive you know and I always find a um, you know, trying to keep myself very inspired as well as a songwriter. And, and of course, being when you're on a tour on that, working with so many talented people as well. And, um, you know, it, it really inspires you. So when I always when I came back, because we had, you know, we had eight shows a week. Um, and mm. every time coming back to the hotel, you know, you're sitting there, I always had inspiration just to maybe write some lyrics or have some ideas, you know. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it was great. Um, it was an amazing experience, of course, touring with the official production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, and working with some of the best uh, musical theater performers in the world, you know, and, and it, it was amazing. It was a great experience. <laughs> you mentioned that Miracle on 34th Street spanned, I think you said, two and a half months. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar was how long? Um, Jesus Christ Superstar, so we started the tour in the beginning of March, and uh, we toured for like one week, and then we came back, and we had like two two weeks off, and then we went out again for five weeks. So you Ooh. can say six weeks, yeah, wow. six weeks total, yeah. Wow. So part, pardon my naivety, but in, in the musical theater business, is there such a thing as being forbidden to do something like what, what we were talking about, Carl? You cannot bring your guitar over. This is not the time. You are not here to work on your own music. We need you focused. We need you. I, I imagine there's probably rehearsals. Obviously, there's travel time. Or, or is it, no, you can, you can do whatever you want during certain personal time of the day? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, because we're, I mean, still, we're, uh, you know, we, we were supposed to work from like 8 a.m. in the morning to 11 p.m. That's pretty much our work hours <laughs> every day. But uh, we still always, you know, we have eight shows a week and we usually have, uh, it's always evening performances. And then we usually sometimes have a matinee as well. Um, but no, no, I mean, because during the day we, we use, you just have time off and we can, you know, you can go to the gym, you can go out and exploring because I, I love to explore, you know, a new town. And if, if I'm there and we toured around in some beautiful places in Germany, um, and we were in Zurich in Switzerland as well. And, and, you know, mm. it's nice to have some time to, to go out and see the town as well. And, and like, I, they know for a fact also that I, that I'm working as a singer songwriter as well. And I, and I need to have some, cause I'm like, as people, they knew as well that I was working on my, my album, my new songs <laughs> and everything. So I needed to have some time off sometimes. So of course I took some time off during the day, uh, to just sit and work on, on my, my stuff, uh, my new songs and everything. So, uh, but they're, they're fine by that. You know, it just, you just need to show up every show and then do your best and be 150% on every night, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love that. You know, it's, is that, uh, is that all just 150, <laughs> yeah. well, at least, you know, Bruce, never, never less than 150. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I, I, I like that story because it sounds like Given that opportunity to do your own thing, you're only going to go out and find even more inspiration because here you are looking around and seeing a new town and saying, boy, this is just inspiring all kinds of new ideas in me for songwriting. For sure. Yeah. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from London, England, is singer, songwriter, actor Carl Lindquist. Check out his official website at www.carl-lindquist.com. And of course, to get the proper spelling of his last name, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device. He is extremely active on social media, too. 
You can find Carl on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, just like this show, his music is available on SoundCloud. Be sure to keep up with Carl online for updates on his debut full-length solo album, which we will be talking about shortly. And of course, do purchase his music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. The list goes on the usual online music retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music also. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just a few of them already. Barbara Kiss on episode 94, uh, episode 116 with Chris James from The Scheme, and episode 98 with singer-songwriter Luke Potter, who is also based in London. We've had uh, lots of listeners from around the world that I'm just so grateful for, up to 115 countries now. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to purchase Carl's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. So, Carl, let's talk about the new music. You're aiming to release your first full-length solo album by the end of this year. So some details, uh, whatever you're able to disclose at this point. Where is it being recorded? How many songs will there be? What kind of sound or or maybe what kind of theme can the listeners expect? That that type of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about this, of course. And uh, like we talked about before as well, I mean, it's been a bit, uh, I've been working now for a year and a half pretty much on all the songs uh, which are going to appear on the album. And, um, you know, since I just came back from my tour with Jesus Christ Superstar, I had to take a bit of a, a pause from the studio, but now I'm getting back into it this summer as well. And, and, and um, yeah, and hopefully aiming for a release now in the end of the year. Um, and um, I've re- we recorded four songs so far, um, and um, I could say now that it's probably going to be uh, nine original songs and one cover, actually. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, so we're still uh, pretty much all the songs are pretty much ready now. We're just working on the arrangements and everything. So, uh, but I'm thrilled about it. Very, very exciting. And, and I'm recording everything in uh, back in Stockholm, Sweden, oh, okay. uh, with my producer Patrick Svedberg. Um, and um, I have my guitar player over there, which I'm working with, Emil Grönvall. And um, you know, we're uh, the approach on the album is is a bit. Um, since, because um, now two years ago, I uh, when I signed a publishing deal with, with CSAC in the US, um, I, um, the, well, this was around the time when I released my EP, Under the Road, as well. And they asked me, actually, have you ever thought about making a full length album hmm. towards more the kind of singer songwriting style, singer songwriter mm-hmm. style? And I was like, yeah, of course, because that's usually the way I write my songs as well. I usually start from the guitar and, and you know, my guitar and, and me singing pretty much. And um, I always found that very interesting. So, uh, the approach on this album, my first now, it's it's going to be very sing-songwriting, you would say pop rock, acoustic uh, style to it. So yeah, it's it's very exciting. I'm thrilled okay. about it. Interesting. And and what about uh, you mentioned that there's going to be a cover song. What what prompted you to decide to put a cover song on there? Well, I mean, because my 
because actually I've always, you know, I've always been, a, you know, I love listening to other artists and getting inspired, of course, and, and, and recording covers and everything. I, it's, it's, um, which, which people can see on my YouTube channel. I have a lot of covers out there and I, that's the way kind of I started as well back in the days, um, um, you know, recording covers of other people's songs and everything. So for me, I felt that it would be really cool to just have like one cover at least on my, my full length album as well. So, but it's been hard. I, I've been going back and forth, you know, which, uh, which cover I, I, um, I'm going to do, <laughs> but that, I have decided. Now. I've decided now and I can I can actually reveal that it's going to be a Bob Dylan song. Ah. <laughs> I tell you which one. <laughs> <laughs> nicely so, played, yeah. nicely played. Yes. Yeah, so and, uh, people get like, oh Bob Dylan. Yeah, well, <laughs> legend. So uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Okay, so, but um, I'm I'm excited because this is this is a great opportunity for a teaching moment. I I really strive to to bring lessons on this show for the listeners who are up and comers. So Carl, what does it take if somebody wants to record somebody else's song onto a CD that they're going to release? Because obviously uh, there's permissions involved, uh, releases, um, just, just talk about what you have to go through to be able to record someone else's music. Yes, of course. And, um, I mean, for me, I, it's always been, you know, I, you know, you, like you said as well, you need to, of course, ask permission first. Um, and, um, the, the, the good thing for me was of course, cause Bob Dylan is also with CSAC. Ah. So, uh, what I, yeah, so that was the kind of, um, a good thing for me. So I actually, what I did was that I contacted CSAC, my publishing company, and they gave me the information to the Bob Dylan management pretty much. And I have uh, been in contact with them, sending a few emails and then eventually they said, yes. Outstanding. <laughs> so, uh, Outstanding. That, yeah. But that's usually the way it works, you know, you need to you need to approach some somebody you should of course since being bob dylan is such a legend of course he has such a big team working for him of course but uh you know you need to some way get permission somewhere because you were never um i've had actually you know friends um, during the years who just recorded covers of songs but you know that's not the way to do it you know you need to show respect to, to other songwriters and you know just get the permission first before you record it um but it's a nice it's an interesting process now as well you know so you actually get you know when you get that oh yes of course you can record it you're, you're like oh, okay yeah that's very exciting <laughs> so you're not so, you're not having to pay anybody a fee for the use of his song no um not yet anyway yeah, <laughs> they haven't yeah. said it no but, well, but uh, so far yeah. But but as you said, you know, again, for those of you who are who are listening that are up and comers, it's it's really if if you record someone else's song without their permission, it's really a gamble uh, mm-hmm. that that you're quote unquote not going to get caught. But I really think it's also uh, in this case a testimony to Carl's character to say, look, could I get away with it? Maybe you know, but I just want to do it right and and by the letter of the law. And you never know what it could lead to. You know, yeah. Bob Dylan himself or his management, whoever might say, you know, hey, make sure you send us a copy of it when it comes out. We want to hear how it sounds. And they yeah. could say, wow, this Carl guy really did a great job. Let's let's contact him and meet with him. Who knows where it could go? So, yeah. you know, hats off to you, Carl, for doing it the right way. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. Um, and I think also, you know, that's that's something I always been um, uh, always been a very honest man, you know, and it's it's very important in this business as well. And, and like I said, it's it's not about just you know, um, recording someone as a song is just also for me, it's always come down because if I'm going to record a cover of somebody, it's usually to an artist that, you know, inspire me like Bob Dylan has, has done to me. You know, it's, it's a good, it's great inspiration for me. And I think it's just a matter of showing him, you know, showing him respect as well as a songwriter, because if you're going to record a song and, you know, he has so many great songs as well. So it's, uh, you need, you need, you need to do it right. Definitely. And how, 
Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is if you're going to be traveling, especially if it's a personal trip, remember that you are still open for business in terms of potential bookings. So you not only need to remain accessible, but check your phone messages and your emails regularly, if not more so than usual, so as to not miss something that might be time sensitive. Have your laptop with you too, or at least cloud-based storage in case a booking is asking you to email them something such as a song list. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show to make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format. There is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Since we have listeners who are just being introduced to you for the first time, uh, although the focus is on this new project that you're working on, do just fill in the folks who are new to Carl Lindquist about the EP that you put out a few years ago. Yes, of course. Um, I yeah. So I released my first, um, like my solo EP, um, "End of a Road," uh, back in 2012. Um, it's um, a five song, um, five song di- disc, and um, you know, and this this came about. I, rec- I I wrote all the songs back in 2011, and then I yeah I released this um, on to- in 2012, and it's available on all different platforms: Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. And and it's a great uh, you know it was a great start for me as a songwriter as well because that was a few songs that I've been working on for some time. And, and it's it's more of a um, it's more of a kind of a full band you know kind of thing as well. We have the drums, electric guitars, and and you know bass and everything. That the big the big thing. And and now it's going to be interesting with my my solo album because, like I said, it's going to be a bit more laid back, uh, you know, more kind mm. of a acoustic singer songwriting style. So yeah, um, that's pretty much I came about acoustic singer songwriter style. Meaning, what instruments will there or won't there be on this new full length album that you're doing? Yeah, so what I'm actually aiming not to use at all is kind of electric guitars, you know, that kind of, because of my, yeah. my background, is, yeah, because I'm, uh, you know, my background, I'm a, I'm a rock and roll guy, um, growing up having a, you know, for my family as well, and being inspired by great artists like David Bowie and Brian Ferry and mm-hmm. Foo Fighters for me as well, and and um, I always loved that kind of rock and roll feeling, like, like you know, the songs of my EP, um, they, they were more kind of a full band kind of rock and roll thing, but uh, for this album, it's going to be a bit more laid back, maybe, you know, more acoustic guitars, so it's going to still be, you know, drums, bass, and a lot of uh, orchestral arrangements as well. Very mm. exciting about that as well. And uh, but it's going to be a few surprises though, so I don't want to <laughs> spoil too much. But <laughs> there may be there may be a song which is a pretty more raw rock and roll. We'll see. But <laughs> great. Well, again, I love the marketing strategy to get people to to literally stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, of course, always. That's one of my favorite expressions. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Carl, now, what about Coexistence? I mentioned it back in the intro that there's a new album coming out this year from you and that band also. Mm. Yes, and Coexistence, it's... um it's a, a band I, um, well, um, this goes actually back in 2008, um, and uh, where um, the guitar player, uh, Gregor Yurdo in the band, 
my bandmate, he actually found me on YouTube. Um, and after seeing one of my videos and after that, he approached me sending an email and he said to me, um, you know, um, would you be interested to, to, um, like record, record a couple of songs with me? And I said, yes. And then eventually it became, you know, coexistence. Um, and, um, we, uh, released the first EP in 2009, uh, carrying comfort. And then in 2012, we released our first solo, first, uh, full length album flow, uh, and now our second album is coming, um, Everlasting Scars. So I'm very, very thrilled about that, uh, being um, together, me and Greg, we're writing all the songs together. And um, yeah, it's a bit, and also it's it's a very, it's more also, because I can tell the listeners, it's, it's actually a metal band. So it's a very rock and roll <laughs> metal mm-hmm. band. So it's... Um, but it's it's very exciting, and, and we've um, this album has been done now for for some time, and I'm I'm thrilled about it to to uh, finally re release it very soon. So, so there's a very different Carl Lindquist in coexistence than there is in the recording that's going to come out later this year. It sounds like you're saying, uh, oh yes, it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love that. I you know I I grew up like I said listening to great rock bands and everything. But then uh, it was actually my brother who introduced me to the more metal rock, you know, those Metallica and and mm. Iron Maiden, you know, the legendary metal bands. But um, but it's great fun. I I love to uh, and as a singer as well, I I always find that very interesting because that also keeps me very inspired, you know, to. Uh, both do this musical theater thing and then singing pop rock, singing songwriting uh, songs, and then also singing, you know, metal stuff as well, because it's, <laughs> it's interesting because you never, that's the thing as a singer, I think you, you never stop evolving anyway, you know, and I always want to get better. So, um, it's, it's great fun. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Awesome. And let the record show that by no means do I consider them a metal band, but I've made it no secret. I've said on a handful of episodes of this show that Rush is my all-time favorite band. Oh, and you talking that's about, a good band. Yeah, that's a good band. When you start talking about Metallica and people like that, it, I can't help but think of of those three nice boys from Canada and, <laughs> and all the great music that they've made yeah. <laughs> over the years. Carl, I see on your official YouTube channel, and, and listeners, uh, bear in mind that we were just talking about the band Coexistence. Carl, I, I see on your official YouTube channel, which, by the way, wow, 2,270 subscribers. That's impressive. Uh, there Thank are you. references on there to The Wall Breakers. So they are still your band or no? Just talk about the difference between The Wall Breakers and Coexistence. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, Warbreakers is actually, um, that's my band um, who's playing with me when I'm performing as a solo act. So it's Carl Inquist and the Warbreakers. And uh, <laughs> those four boys, they're back in Stockholm, Sweden. And uh, they always, you know, usually, depending on what kind of show I have, what kind of concert, um, usually if we're going to do this full band uh, thing, it's always Carl Inquist and the Warbreakers. And then if I do, you know, solo concerts, it's just my, myself pretty much. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's a big difference, but they are, you know, great, great, uh, you know, four great, very talented musicians that I'm, that I've been playing with for, for quite some time. Um, and whenever, like I said, whenever it's, um, you know, whatever comes up, what kind of show I have, I always, you know, I have them ready to rock as well. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the difference between, yeah. And, and I'm glad that you pointed out that, that you do solo shows because I was going to ask you that I'm listeners. Are you, are you having difficulty keeping up because Carl, wow. So you're going back and forth between London and Stockholm. Uh, you're working on your first full length solo debut album. We'll call it. Yes. You are, playing sometimes back in Stockholm with a band called the Wallbreakers. You're also performing 
with uh, a completely different type of band called Coexistence. You're doing musical theater. You, you talked about what you did with Jesus Christ Superstar and with Miracle on 34th Street. Oh my gosh! You, <laughs> well, I, what, you, I love to work. <laughs> yeah, you are you are doing a lot. You're you're wearing so many hats and staying so busy. It's it's tremendous. It's it's great to hear someone doing as much as you're doing. Oh, thanks so much, Bruce. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, because the thing is that a lot of the guests, you know, people will kind of scratch their head. And sometimes I will say, is this all you do? And and some of them will say, well, actually, you know, and <laughs> yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> enough, uh, the, the, the episode that, that just came out last week, Tim Zach, uh, he's in Nebraska and, and plays with a band called Whiskey Bent. And he's talking about how they opened up for Leonard Skinner back in January and how they've played alongside the likes of Rodney Atkins and Trent Tomlinson. And so you hear people like that talking and all of a sudden on that, on that show last week, Tim Zach says, well, I sell advertising during the day, Monday through Friday. And you go, wow, this guy's doing this kind of stuff on the weekend and he's just got a regular job. So there's nothing wrong with that because obviously he and whiskey bent are on the verge of, of breaking through where they'll be doing music full time, but it's so good, Carl, to hear someone like yourself doing as much as you're doing, although it's also pretty exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I can, I can understand for people when I'm, it's, it's quite funny sometimes when I, you know, when, when I tell my friends, especially when I come back to Stockholm and people are like, Oh, things going in London. I, I tell them about all my, cause they, you know, they ask me what I'm doing and then they're like, how can you, how, how do you have time to do all those things? You know, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of dedication. And if you're, you know, very passionate about something as I am, um, in everything I do, I, I, I just love it. You know, I, I really love it. And of course, but I'm trying to, uh, you know, rest sometimes because <laughs> it's important as well, but, um, I love to work and I love to be busy as well. So awesome. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line today, he's in London, England, is singer, songwriter, actor, Carl Lindquist. Check out his official website at www.carl-lindquist.com. As I mentioned before, to get the proper spelling of his last name, don't worry, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device. You might be out for a run right now or driving or somewhere where you're not in a position to write it down, easily referred to later. Carl is extremely active on social media, too. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, his music is available on SoundCloud, one of the platforms that the show is available on. Be sure to keep up with Carl online for more updates about this debut full-length solo album that we've been talking about. And, of course, do purchase his music. You've heard him talk about his EP that he released a few years ago. It's on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. There's a whole list it's all the usual online music retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show on nhte.net, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. You can sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net. And do subscribe to this podcast. Tell others about it as well. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by, they call it, following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. I've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I've mentioned a handful of them on this episode. Uh, Tim Zach from last week, Barbara Kiss, Chris James from The Scheme, 
and Luke Potter. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. As I mentioned before, whether you're going to purchase Carl's music and or other music, books, whatever it is, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Carl, my last question about the wall breakers, I was referring to your YouTube channel. You met the guitar player for Coexistence through YouTube in 2008, as you mentioned before, and then in 2011, you met Andy Kushner through YouTube. Uh, he, listeners, Andy Kushner was the guest on this show back on episode 99. I know there have been guests on this show who talk about people they've met and worked with thanks to, say, Facebook or Twitter, but YouTube, that's interesting. Talk about these connections, Carl, that, that you have formed from YouTube. How are you doing that, and, and you know, what are you doing with someone like Andy, that type of thing? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, um, I, like, I, I mean, I, I started on YouTube because I mean, YouTube came around 2006, right? Or 2007 or something. And I, at the time I was actually, that was the time when I actually started putting out videos on YouTube. I'm recording covers and original songs and everything as well. And, and like I mentioned in 2008, um, uh, Gregory, um, the guitar player of coexistence, he found me on YouTube. Um, and, um, and that's kind of also the way I, um, when I when I also started posting some 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 different videos, um, I got in got in contact with other people all around the world, and I actually I recorded um, um, a cover with a band. Um, they're called VRA um, from Brazil, and they're wow. recording. They're very famous of recording um, covers of uh, the band Dream Theater. They're yes, very yes. quite big, yeah, progressive metal band. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bands as well. <laughs> uh, and uh, we recorded um, a cover of one of their songs, As I Am. And this was also in 2011. And this video now, um, you can search, so you can find it on, on YouTube. It's, it has around like 600,000 views. Oh. And um, yeah, so that's that's kind of, you know, the way I, I love to, you know, if I can do this kind of collaborations with people all, all around the world. Um, and that's, yeah, and then, you know, in 2011 as well, I mean, uh, I met Andy as well, Andy. And uh, and it's, it's really interesting, you know, how how you know on youtube you know you can you can see you can you can see a video and you can just send an email to someone and saying like oh hi you know and and you can you know get in contact like that which is amazing you know and but let me interrupt and, uh, you let me interrupt you don't don't forget where you were because i i don't i don't like that i'm having to jump in because i i want to i'm shaking my finger i want to scold some of the some of the listeners out there that are on youtube that are putting up videos and and carl does such a great job his postings on on youtube are so detailed you have no question how you're going to get in contact with him. Granted, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're making too big a deal out of it. Just Google the person. But then you have to find their website. You hope it's the right website. You hope that they have good contact information on there, not just some contact form. Carl has such detailed postings on YouTube that it's no, it's no surprise to me that he's connecting with so many people because he puts his email address right in his details of, of his video that he's posting about. He posts the lyrics to the song, that type of thing. So let this, let this be a, a lesson for you up-and-comers because Carl's here testifying to how many connections he's made through YouTube. So please, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me jump in, Carl. But, but continue with your story about Andy Kushner and meeting him on, on YouTube. Yeah, yes, of course, Bruce, and in um, the worries, and um, yeah, you know, it's 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 amazing, and and that's what I always been, you know, it's an amazing tool, YouTube, you know, and that you can how you can connect with people all around the world, and and like I said, yeah, I met Andy back in two thousand eleven. This was the time when um, when uh, so Andy was actually well, he told me the story, which is it's quite a funny story. He was actually looking for uh, a version of uh, Bob Dylan's song "Make You Feel My Love," and uh, this was during the time I think it was in April two thousand eleven. 
uh, and I had actually just posted a video of mm. uh, me recording a cover of this song and uh and he sent me an email, and after that, you know, we became friends. And now, actually, just recently, we always we stayed in contact and emailing everything. And then, actually, last year, um, we met here in London the first time face to face after you know sending, I mean, so many emails to each other for like three years. <laughs> so uh, it was great to finally meet him. And now we have some very exciting uh, uh, things going on here in London as well. Um, which um, so we start actually working together a bit more now and everything. So uh, yeah, it's it's a great you know and YouTube. I think it's also very important on YouTube to uh, you know if if you actually want to connect with people all around the world, like you said, you need you need to have your um, you know your information and everything where people can reach you and and be clear about stuff. And like last year as well, I had this big thing. Um, I always wanted to do it as well. I posted uh, a new video online on YouTube every week uh, last year. So I had. Yeah, there's 53 videos last year or something. I saw that. I saw <laughs> that, was, and I wanted to yes. ask you how how difficult did that end up being? Because a lot of us, we, we get an idea like that, and we think, oh, this sounds like it'll be something really cool to do. And it, it's not unlike releasing a, a new episode of the show every week. Or I also I, I write a I write a blog every Monday that I publish on, on nowhearthis.biz. And I'm going to be honest, there's, there's days when I say, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to write about this week. And so I imagine... You know, once you keep that regular schedule, people are looking for it, and they say Carl puts out a new video every week on whatever Thursday or whatever day it was. How how difficult did that become? Did you ever get to a point where you said, "Oh boy, this was a bad idea"? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it actually happened quite a few times, Bruce. Actually, to be honest, yeah. Uh, But I actually, I mean, I I had actually planned in the start of the year 2015. I was actually, I I think I had recorded around 12 or 13, 14 videos, um, just like you know, in the beginning of the year. Uh, So I was quite set for the first, you know, three four months. Then, depending on how much work comes in and everything, and last year, you know, like you know, when I did this. uh, this tour of America on 34th Street as well, just before Christmas last year, you know, it, it, it was hard actually because mm. to, to, to find time also to record videos and, and everything. And then during the summer, I was working quite a lot and touring and playing as well. So, um, yeah, it was a few times last year when I felt like, <laughs> why did I do this? But <laughs> at the same time, like I said in the beginning of this this um, interview as well, I, I've always been a big fan of challenges. You know, I like to, to, to push myself. As, um, and I think a lot of that comes from, like uh, like I also said, back in the days when I played basketball, I always been mm. this kind of a, you know, push yourself, uh, you know, as, as far as you can. And, and, and you know, but I but I still, at the same time, I really enjoy it on the way and, and finding new songs and everything. And, and um, you know, yeah, but I, I loved it. So it. It was hard. It was a lot of hard work. But eventually when the year was actually, you know, ended last year, I was like, yes, I, I did it, you know. Nice, and, nice. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Well, I even enjoyed watching a video on your YouTube channel, and, and now this is going to be a, in complete contrast to saying that I'm such a big Rush fan because this is going to show the soft side of Bruce Wozniak. But I even enjoyed watching a video on your YouTube channel from late 2012. It was a live performance that you did, uh, a duet singing The Prayer, which of course is originally by Celine Dion and uh, Andrea Bocelli, although Josh Groban has also had his time in the spotlight with that song. But I... Oh, yes. you, you you obviously that that that's just another video that testifies and, and you were telling these stories about meeting other people through YouTube that that you really are quite the collaborator. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and, and the prayer, you know, what an amazing song. It's it's a song that I always when I've had, um, you know, different solo concerts, especially like musical theater concerts. I always I always try to, to sing this song at my, at, you know, every show. And and, um, you know, I think that's that it's great fun, you know, and also to because, uh, you know, hopefully people 
will check out my YouTube channel. And there's, I think there's, um, there's a bit for everyone there. You know, you can, if you like pop rock stuff, you maybe like some, some, some metal, metal music as well. And even if you're a big fan of musical theater, I posted a lot of musical theater videos as well. And, um, and also if I, if I had the time and if I can, I, I love to collaborate with people and, um, I think it's very, it's very exciting. Like I said, it's it's it keeps you keeps me anyway very inspired, you know, and uh, in everything I do, and because uh, I love to work with talented people and and who can inspire you as well, you know, and and um, yeah, I just love it. You know, it's it's really it's pretty much it. Very very simple. Thing. I I just love it. Well, and I noticed, of <laughs> yeah. course, uh, when you sing the prayer, those who are familiar with that song, you realize that Andrea Bocelli is is not singing except for part of the song he's he's predominantly not singing in english and and you handled that perfectly it was a really really nice performance by the two of you and and it you know a couple of weeks ago episode 117 of this show uh, david serrero we we talked about that about how it makes you a little bit more marketable if you can sing in another language now, now, granted, you might tell me you're making too much out of it, Bruce. That's the only <laughs> that's the only singing I've ever done. Uh, you know that that wasn't English. But um, it, it, do you, are you fluent in in other languages or or just English? What, what, now, well, I mean, I, the, the funny thing is, of course, because I'm coming from Sweden, so uh, and and um, you know, I, I I can actually, I mean, I studied French back in back in the days and for for a few years, so I can speak. I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm fluent in French, but I can speak. Mm. Um, and uh, but the Italian of this song, actually, I just had to learn it for the for the for oh, that performance. So. I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, a lot of listening to, of course, to Andrea Bocelli himself with the pronunciation and everything, mm-hmm. and because uh, that's very important for me. It's, it's always been like you know and. Even when I started, you know, singing in English as well, um, the diction and the pronunciation mm-hmm. is very important, you know, and um, and uh, I, I usually now, you know, these days I, you know, I, I pretty much only sing in English. I never I never even sing in Swedish mm. anymore. So, uh, well, last week, though, uh, well, two weeks ago, I had to I had the honor to sing the Swedish national anthem, actually. Oh. In the- <laughs> Yeah, in the Swedish championship of the in basketball, um, and um, nice. that was actually you know when I sang that you know the national anthem. I think it's been like five years ago since I sang in Swedish wow. last time. Wow. So, yeah. Well, we're almost but, out uh, of time, but uh, what what are your future plans, Carl? Meaning, will you tour once your new album comes out late this year? And, and if so, will you just play shows around London or Stockholm, or or will you go out? Uh, elsewhere in Europe, or, or maybe even go to another continent, or, or maybe you're going to tell me I haven't even started planning that far out yet, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well, I mean, I always try to schedule ahead, you know, a little bit, and have had different plans, and of course, but the main the main goal now is just to get to get the album done, you know, and and I'm you know I'm a very perfectionist, and and you know I, I want to make everything you know really really good before I before I release something and everything. So it's going to take some time to just get the album done. But then eventually, of course, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do some shows here in London, but then I'm going to go back to Sweden as well and hopefully do some shows in Scandinavia. Um, but then also I'm going to bring the album to, to New York, to my oh. publishing companies over there. Yeah. So, uh, and hopefully they were going to have a listening session together and, and then we'll see what they think about it as well. Outstanding. So, <laughs> outstanding. Yeah. It's very exciting. I'm very, I'm thrilled about it. It's, it's going to be really cool. We're going to close today with a song of yours called the light of day. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. Yes. So the light of day is, um, the second song on, uh, from my EP, um, I released in 2012, uh, end of our road. And, uh, it's actually one of my, the, you know, it's a song that I really enjoy very much to play live. And, um, and also this song again, you know, I, I, I always love to usually my topics on my songs is this kind of, you know, heartbroken love and being <laughs> heartbroken and everything. And that's pretty much about, about that, because that was the time when I wrote that song. I myself was uh, going some some tough time in my life and and uh, 
you know, you're just trying to find, find a way, you know, you know, through it all and finding, you know, the light of my day, um, during the time, which I will not tell who, who it was at the time, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a nice song. And, and also with this song, I could say that this is the kind of approach that I will have more for my, my, my full length solo album. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. All right. Well, Carl, I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you for making the time. I know it's a a lot later over there than it is here. So I appreciate you doing this and uh, continued best wishes to you with all that you're doing. Well, thank you, Bruce. Thanks so much. It's been my, my pleasure. And, and uh, thanks for um, for taking your time as well to have this interview. I loved it. It was great. Great, great talking to great. you. Great. You're welcome. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, actor Carl Lindquist. Do check out his official website at www.carl-lindquist.com and then engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that Carl is on SoundCloud too. For that matter, tell him that you heard him and his music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And of course, do purchase Carl's music on iTunes or Amazon or stream it on Spotify. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share, well, they call it repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Carl Lindquist. This is the one he just talked about. It's called The Light of Day. Oh
snow.